and welcome to another book on the shelf podcast i'm Jet, and i'm jen and we are on episode 119 what, what? <laughs> Wild. Uh, and we are doing another adaptation episode mm-hmm. sometimes we call it page to screen maybe we call it book to screen we'll figure it out one day we will <laughs> um but we're kind of doing something that like or at the very least a style and genre uh that we have not done before mm-hmm. uh we're gonna talk about fight club yeah um no i definitely saw fight club when it came out in 1999 i feel like i definitely saw fight club it would have been a couple years later probably because i was like 12 yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i'm pretty sure i saw it while i was in high school so um i didn't realize because like that would have been right when i was starting film school Mm mm-hmm and so it was that whole, like, you know, adaptation, this and that. And, like, as everyone knows, if you've been here before, my favorite thing is books and their film adaptations. Yes. Or TV series, whatever. Um, whether it be good or bad, just I just like it as a medium to discuss. Yeah, no, um, it's definitely interesting. But I never knew that Fight Club was a book until, until I had moved to Toronto. So, like... Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm trying... I feel like I can to remember fair, buying it. To be fair, the film it. came out very shortly after the book. Like, the the film is, 19, is 99, and the book was 96, which is really yes. not a lot of time for the book to, like, actually grab hold mm-hmm. in any real way, especially back then. Yeah, yeah, definitely back then. Whereas, like, now, the books aren't even out yet, and yeah. they're already, like, optioned, and Reese Witherspoon is making it into a, right. <laughs> a movie. I mean, hey, shout out to Reese. No. Although, that's a hilarious reference that I'll get to later, because Reese is actually tied to this episode that we're going to talk about um okay you don't know what i'm talking about fun trivia later yeah i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) um just think about uh how many female characters there are in the movie and we'll discuss later um but yeah so uh (laughs) i've been reading i don't know at some point i started reading chuck palinuk and maybe it was fight club maybe that's what it was maybe i realized that fight club was a book i definitely bought it at um the B&V next to you know where like the oh, old, nice. the world's biggest bookstore used to be <laughs> that B&V um and like oh, then, yes, then yes, I went yes. on like a huge like palinut craze so I have like a huge stack of them um although I because I got stuck on that one book of his and I just kind of stopped reading after that that's fair um, but I'm we're getting back there now that I, now that I've read this I'm all like yes <laughs> either way so yes the book was 1996 uh, and the film was 1999. I don't even really like know where to start here because there's just so many things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Fight Club almost doesn't need an introduction. Like, yeah. Well, I think it's that like in the like cultural consciousness, and it's remained there. Like every almost everybody knows the first rule of Fight Club <laughs> is you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> Like, to the point that it's used by people, I think, who have never seen it or never. Like, it's it's one of those things that it's like a catchphrase. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that people have reused for a bunch of different things. Well, and just even, you know, at, at the end of my copy of the book anyway, there was a little, like, addendum of, like, Palinuk talking, like, after, Oh, yes, mine had that, too. Um, kind of after the book and the movie were out. And just how, like, you know, like, there, there were actual fight clubs <laughs> After oh my the god, movie. that's so wild to me. Well, and just then, like, how people, like, changed it into other things. So, like, you know, there was, like, the knitting fight club. Like, yeah. You know, or, like, the quilting fight club and, the, the like, all the just different versions of things. It's, so, like, anything that's some sort of, oh, this is our, you know, cold press juice club. But it's called that because of fight club. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> um, I did really like learning that, I guess... Chuck Palahniuk had gone camping and um, there were like the people like the neighboring campsite were really loud and they so he had like I guess asked them to be quiet and they like beat him up and when he went back to work none of his co-workers said anything oh but he was fully like had a black eye was bruised swollen all those things and then that's what kind of prompted the idea for this because right. they kind of had that reluctance to ask about his private life because like clearly something happened. <laughs> um, 
So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, And while I ramble on for one more thing, uh, only because I think, because I have another, I have a new Palinic book on my Kobo and it's Mm -hmm. his like writing, like memoir, nonfiction, whatever. Oh, right. Kind of a, you know, we like books on writing and it's his. Um, And I think that's what part of, because I've only read like the first few pages, but he was in this uh, Portland-based writing group and they had this technique. It was called like dangerous writing. Um, And it's just like minimal prose. You use painful personal experiences and you just write these little things. So like Mm -hmm. this actually came out as, um, it was like originally like a seven page short story. Right, 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 right. Um, And and, like some of his other books, like Invisible Monsters and stuff like that came out of that group Mm -hmm. as well. So I just thought that was kind of cool because obviously we like to talk about writing and we like to read about writing. Yeah. Um, So I definitely feel more like I want to read that book now for sure. Yeah, definitely. That sounds interesting. And I mean that in a, not like the thousand other books that I have in a pile. You know, like, (laughs) actually, let's plan to read this this one. Yeah. Somewhat in the next few months. (laughs) No, for sure. (laughs) Um, So that's kind of like the book intro. Mm -hmm. Um, As for the movie, it was David Fincher. Not his first one, but definitely. I was going to say, it's got to be one of the earlier ones, right? Yeah, seven, but seven was before this. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Um, and I think, uh, I think there was something else before this too. But this was like one of the ones that was like, because even like. Put him on the map? Seven was huge, I mean, but like still yeah. kind of, because like that was seven, uh, 95. Okay. Um, and, oh, right. And the game was 97. Um, okay. That was like what was that one? Um, it's Michael Douglas and I can and, and Sean Penn, and it's one of those like it's like a weird crime, you know, like this Michael Douglas thinks he's fallen into some sort of crime or something like that, but then it's like this elaborate thing where like it was all fake for a part of like hmm. yeah, like it was all like a re- it was one of those like haha yay it's actually you know like a murder mystery right dinner game, but it was actually like in the like yeah it was kind of. But then, like, you don't really know, like, is it the game? Is it real? It's a whole thing. Which obviously was, like, okay. the point. Um, I always forget that Fincher did Panic Room, too. Oh, yeah. I always forget that as well. Obviously Zodiac. Mm-hmm. Of course. Oh, oh, I forgot that he did Curious Case of Benjamin Button, too. I know. It's so random, right? Yeah. Obviously, Social Network, Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Yes. Um, he did some of House of Cards, Gone Girl, Mindhunter, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Brad Pitt and Ed Norton are just little babies I know <laughs> they really really are like <laughs> well, it was we- so funny to watch it I was like especially I find I mean like definitely Brad Pitt but I find especially Ed Norton because he kind of has like a little baby face anyway well because he had like lost so much weight for the role too yeah so he just looks skinnier smaller yeah, yeah. <laughs> man and even I like it, yeah it was like jared leto before he was like i mean he was definitely jared yeah. leto at that point yeah, yeah but yeah. before he was like the jared leto that everyone knows now mm-hmm. um man hell in the bottom carter good times uh right? oh yeah but that was the trivia was that apparently it came down to <laughs> reese witherspoon and Helen oh, Bonham Carter. That's so random. And in the end, they picked Helen because, like, at that time, like, her name was a little bit bigger or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that makes sense. No, well, that like, makes there's, sense. like, a million because people that, would... like, they wanted for all the different roles, but, like, those were right. the two that it actually, like, came down. I was like, excuse me, what? Because Reese would have done... Oh, no, Cruel Intentions was 99, so... Yeah. Interesting. I was like, pardon me? What? So yeah, she would have done election? That was before. Wasn't it? Well, and, and she yeah, had had um, election and that one where they're like in Africa and she's a kid. She had, and like Fear, uh, fear Kate Fear, no, which one was Mark Wahlberg? Fear. Oh. That was like, she like she was definitely right, right, known, right. but like she was still so young at that point. Yeah, she was. She was. Um, but either way, I just thought that was like. That was one thing while I was yeah, reading and looking a, up stuff. Well, was like, election was 99 as well. Yeah. 
Oh, she had done Pleasantville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fear. Yeah. Um, I just found that, like, this was, this is one of those movies where, like, it, it, it can't be anyone who it isn't. Right? Like, you can't go into it and be like, hmm. Because, you know, like, what was, I think, like, Russell Crowe was maybe supposed to be, I don't know, Brad or Ed. I'm not sure which one. Oh, no. I, and you're just like, no. that just, because, like, some movies, I think, even, like, looking <laughs> back on them now, you could be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, this person could have done that or this person could have done that. But, like, this is just one of those, mm-hmm. like, like you kind of said, right, like, cultural moment movies where, like, it can't be anyone but the people that it was. Like, it was yeah. Just it's true. It's true. Um, Let's dive in to. Yeah, well, let's. You have not read any Palinuk at this I had, point. No, I had not read any Palinuk. Um, I had not read this. Obviously, if I hadn't read any Palinuk, I hadn't read mm. this. Um, but I also hadn't seen Fight Club in a really long time. Me neither. No. Which was an interesting way to dive into the book. So I ended up reading all of the book before I watched the film again, just because I was like, yeah, let's do it that way. Um, so that was a really fun experience, too. Partly just because, like, they are so close. Yeah. Like so much of the dialogue and like the narration in the film are pulled directly from the book well, in even a way the, you don't get with a lot of adaptations yeah and even the few times where maybe if it's not chronologically the same like a line will mm-hmm. still be pulled from somewhere yes and like yeah like this is one of the most just exact and i think it's because of the book and the way the book was written mm-hmm. it just translated so well because the book has that like it's the narr like the narrator is talking to you like and we say that because that we literally don't know his name um oh that's right yeah all of the whenever he goes to the sport groups all the names that he picks are from like or different right like de niro movies or something like that like it's like they have some kind of a theme um but yeah like you never hear his his name right um, and in the book, when he talks, there's no quotations. Like, he doesn't have dialogue. Yeah. There's also a couple times when the narration, because it's all first person. Yeah. But it occasionally slips into second person. Yeah. Which is fun. And, like, sometimes it's just, like, using sort of a general you, mm-hmm. right? But there's one section near-ish the end, mm-hmm. right when right when the reveal is happening. Yeah where it slips almost entirely into second person for like most of the chapter, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Well, and, and the reason I noticed a bunch of that stuff too was, so in the original script, it didn't have the voiceover, which like obviously is like, oh, it didn't. Iconic, and then like makes it so much more like the book as well. But so there's always the voiceover and stuff like that. When he's like, you know, the narrator's talking about different mm-hmm. stuff, except then there's that one section where he's specifically introducing us to Tyler and he's looking to the camera. Yes. And it's that one, because that's different, right? Like he's mm-hmm. explaining Tyler to us, which is different than just like narrating your normal world. And I feel like I, I caught it in kind of that weird way where I'm like, oh, because this is spoilers, it's different. <laughs> you know, like it, it's that same and idea I mean, where also, it like, almost switches of... to that like different person. Yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of spoilers, if you don't already know the Fight Club spoiler, I'm not sure where you've been. <laughs> For 20 plus years, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is that our narrator and Tyler Durden, despite looking like two characters for the majority of the film the book, are actually the same person. Uh, I feel like I read somewhere, too, that, like, Palinuk, it wasn't until he was, like, two-thirds or three-quarters through that he was, like, that he, like... I'm going to say, like, quote-unquote, realized that they were the same person or, like, had that moment that of, like, happening. yeah. Because I've done that while I'm writing where I'm like, ah, there's the, that's yeah. what's actually going on here. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Which is so funny. It makes me wonder how much, um, how much he went back to the beginning to, like, plant that in because it's right there at the beginning. Yeah. Because he says multiple times, especially throughout the book, and I think a couple of times in the film where he yep. says, I know this because Tyler knows this. Uh-huh. Which at first just seems completely innocuous. I mean, if you don't know the spoiler, I already knew this going in. Mm. Um, (laughs) But like, yeah. And you're like, oh, of course, because you're the same person. Yeah. 
And that was a really fun way to read the book, actually, knowing that that's how, like, knowing that that's what was going on the entire time. Um, and realizing that all of Marla's interactions with him where she's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the way that he must come across as, like, the biggest asshole oh. to her. Like... We all the times, you know, are, <clears throat> they're like, you know, she comes in the morning after mm-hmm. we wake and he's just like, what are you doing in my house? Yeah. And she's like, excuse me? He's like, what? Like, no, like, what are you, like, why? Like, yeah. literally, what are you doing in my house? And she just like swears and like storms off and you're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> you're just like with this guy and you think you kind of have this relationship going and like clearly you spend the night together and the next morning he's just like, uh. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh Marla. Why yeah. is she so chaotic and yet somehow still goals? <laughs> <laughs> she is so chaotic, like Oh Marla Singer. Oh man. Um but yeah, like reading it again, because again, I think I would have read it in like the late aughts uh, probably you know um but that same idea of like going in knowing like you said right like knowing yeah the the hook and i think that's why then i started catching the like where i noticed right away that whenever the narrator speaks he doesn't have quotations um, right. except for that one paragraph where he's talking he's remembering when he was at one of the support groups and he was talking to bob so because it was kind of that like mm-hmm out-of-body memory, like, talking to someone else, I guess. It was in the quotations, because I kept an eye on it. Right. Well, because, like, when I noticed, I, like, went back and I, like, flipped through, I don't know how many pages, to be like, aha, you're right. But then I saw that, and I was like, damn it. I foiled myself. But then, like, as, like, it it kept going, so I was like, okay, no, that was just a... Yeah, it's so interesting. The style is so interesting. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it's very, like, I mean, it's funny to think how this is kind of, like, definitely more one of the tamer <laughs> the tamer books um i think i've yeah. read 11 i was trying to count here while we were chatting i think i've read 11 out of his like 15 or 20 um because he was writing a lot in the office mm. um yes because he had three come I out in the late at 90s a bookstore then yeah one two three four five six seven yeah he had like eight coming out and yeah so like that's almost like one a year Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah I mean, they are short and quick and stuff like that, but still, it's so much. Like, it's so, so involved. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, these people who just get to write every day and, like... Oh, my God, whatever. I know, right? <laughs> I actually... I didn't realize Fight Club was his first book. That I didn't realize until I was re-reading, re-reading it this time, either. I hadn't. Mm-hmm. Or if I had, I've long forgotten. Because um, I think in my head, I always thought Invisible Monsters was first, maybe. I don't know. Hmm. It's also because, like, that might have been the first one that I read and then right. this might be why I'm getting confused because I live in confusion. Um, Don't be all. Which I mean, Hey, ties right into this book. And I was going to say maybe not as much confusion <laughs> as our narrator. <laughs> well, like even all the stuff like with his apartment blowing up yeah, at the beginning and it looking more and more like somebody did it on purpose. Uh-huh. And then you realize that he actually did it himself. <laughs> Or Tyler did it, but well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, so like that's kind of the the start of all of it is he has insomnia and his doctor yeah. won't give him medication for it because yeah. I feel like his doctor kind of thinks he's just trying to um, get meds. Get meds, yeah, yeah. And well, it's funny because the doctor is like, no one ever died from insomnia, and I'm like, okay, but people have gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, like you do start to lose your mind if you haven't slept, like you yes. hallucinate and everything, <laughs> which is definitely this book, right? Um, and he makes some kind of like offhand comment about like, you know, if you really want to see suffering, like go to this support group in mm-hmm. this church basement, blah blah, whatever. Uh, and it's for like men with testicular cancer. Uh, and that's where we meet Bob, who's played by Meatloaf. Which um, I completely forgot about. And anyone under the age of 30 probably doesn't know who Meatloaf is, but like... <sighs> if you want to see Meatloaf and something else, oh. go watch Rocky Horror Picture Show. I would do anything for love. No. Um, go oh. listen to Bad Out of Hell. Oh, man. <laughs> Classic. Um, and they 
this is the point where then the narrator and Bob, they, you have this, supposed to have these moments where you like hug and you talk it out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he actually like starts hu- like crying and hugging mm-hmm. Bob back. And then he sleeps the next, that night. Yes. So then he starts going to all kinds of different support all groups for like, for like brain parasites and, um, various cancers and i can't remember what else tuberculosis i think yeah, is one all of them kinds of. <laughs> all kinds of yeah. like terminal <laughs> support group situations yeah. and that's how then we meet marla yes who is semi doing, doing the same, the same thing, thing. <laughs> but he like catches her because obviously he's seen her at a few of them but then mm-hmm. she comes to the testicular cancer one <laughs> and he's just like hmm Oh, I do love, I can't remember if it was in the book or just in the movie, but definitely in the movie, she makes a comment of like, if anything, like, I deserve to be at this one because I don't have any balls. Like, right. <laughs> oh, mother. But they like make a deal and they like split up the group so that then, mm-hmm. you know, they can kind of keep doing their thing. But then, the, so that was a few of the differences. So in the book, he meets Marla first. And in the yes. movie, we meet Tyler first. But it's kind of in one of those where, like... pay attention. Well, all of oh, them... Yeah, we did, didn't we? Oh, my goodness. Yes, but in... Oh, right, because he does, like, a rewind, right? Yeah. 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 Um, and, like... Just speaking, like, adaptation-wise, any of the changes were just things like that where like it was flipped but realistically it didn't actually change it and mm-hmm. like because you never really you're never really told the specific time like you still realize that it he's been going to these sport groups for a while so like yeah because he ends up telling marla that he's been going for like a year yeah and so we know that like in an actual timeline he has met marla first mm-hmm. but whether you're reading or watching you are meeting her and tyler at just like Mm -hmm. it's reversed um yeah anyways i also enjoyed from like a stylistic point with the film that sort of was playing with elements that were already in the book so there's the whole thing about how tyler has these night jobs yeah um and one of them is a film projection i can't remember the exact title of his yeah. yeah projectionist yeah mm-hmm. so basically he switches over the reels when <laughs> nobody does this anymore because everything's digital now <laughs> like wow throwback i know i was laughing so hard while i was like when i yeah. was, started reading again i was like oh yeah uh, but i do enjoy that in the book um and i mean in the film too it, they explain what yeah. he's doing so even if you are unfamiliar with films on reels with like actual film and reels that need to be switched over because one reel only holds so much yeah film um so the whole movie doesn't fit on a single reel Mm -hmm. um especially when like transporting them like it's all explained very well but anyway so we find out that what tyler does is because he's like back there with all the film reels is he's splicing (laughs) a single frame of porn (laughs) into family films like cinderella and yeah various other things but also, when at the beginning, before I think we fully meet Tyler on the plane, like when uh, when he's talking to his doctor there, mm-hmm. there's little flashes. Yeah, there's three. Of Tyler. Yeah. And you can't tell that's who it is. You only know that's who it is because if you've already seen the film and know what's going on. Well, and... But it's the same kind of... It's the same kind of like it's the same kind of technique of it would be like a single frame like if you were looking at and it's probably more than a single frame yeah. in order for you to see it but like well and that's just it right so like that's because your your eyes can't process it that fast mm-hmm. out of like a single frame out of if it's 24 frames a second so like that's you know one 20 whatever like one sixtieth or whatever however it breaks down um your, but your brain can still, like, sort of register it. Like, it's separate. So it's, like, you didn't see it, but, like, you know that, like, something happened. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So then I feel like one of the first time when I saw the film, 
you don't catch those. Right. I can, and I can, I can see that. And then, but because now, because we've learned about it, this whole, like the cigarette burn or like mm-hmm. that's what they said, like the little dot was called, which is actually not the actual term and that's never been used. Um, <laughs> but everyone thinks it is because of this movie. <laughs> Um, That's so funny. But yes, yeah, so what happens three times because it's when he's talking to the doctor, right when the doctor is yeah. like, "Oh, like you should go to the support group," and then when mm-hmm. he's in that support group, he yep once, and then the time when he's talking with Marla, uh, one of the first time, the first time he talks to Marla, oh they right, kind of up, and she's walking yes, away, I think so. and then yes, that's right. Um, you see it again, mm-hmm. um, and then it's shortly after that. Then I think we end up like on the plane and we actually meet Tyler. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm. Which I thought was just such an interesting way to do it. Yeah. Because, like, you're like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what. That's what's happening here. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> so that was just fun. I just enjoyed I enjoyed that that was something that they did that pulls from something in the book, but is also just like a film technique to make that work. Yeah, because it was, like, talked about in the book, but that, obviously, like, that's mm-hmm. not something that you could, like, do in the book, because... Um, right, exactly. There's no way. And as much as, like, the narrator in the book was talking, like, oh, like, I know this because Tyler knows this, or whatever, mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, okay, Tyler, somebody, I don't know, whatever. But it, this, like, that was such a well-thought-out visual... Right? In I loved it. Yeah. thought it was great. Um, I mean, Fincher is great at visuals, so... Yes. Um, and shout-out to... Uh, John Cronenworth? John Cronenworth? I think it's John. Jeff Cronenworth? I think it's Jeff Cronenworth. Um, he's the DP. He's done... Oh, he nice. did, uh, Like, he did this, Social Network, which he was nominated for the Oscar. Oh, he Girls, was Dragon Tattoo, which I think he was also named, nominated for the Oscar. Uh, he did Gone Girl. And then a whole bunch of music videos. Um, cool. Shout out to Shake It Off by T-Swift. <laughs> <laughs> um, Amazing. Well, and even just like this, that was another mo- thing when I was, because again, I cannot remember the last time I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. And it it has that, okay, let me rephrase. <laughs> it definitely has that 90s music video vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. So sure. then I started looking, I was like, oh, yes, Jeff Cronin with, this is all making sense now. Yes. So good. Um, yeah. I'm so just like, oh, I don't even know where to... <laughs> I know, I know. We're kind of all over the place on this, but, um, but that's I mean, partly club. because I think a lot of people are familiar with it, so yeah. we kind of skipped the, but yeah, so they yeah. start a fight club, which okay, this was another thing I really liked about, about the film, because you don't get this in the book because you yeah. can't, because it's not a visual medium, yeah. um, is, so the, the part um, when he's, so the way that fight club starts is yeah. <laughs> he and Tyler go for a drink, and then out in the parking lot, Tyler's like, punch me and so they fight each other which at the beginning you're like okay cool but once you find out that they're the same person you're like wait yes well and a throwback to that so later on in the book in a slightly different version but in the then in the movie um in in the movie it's just the narrator slash ed norton talking to his boss and then like he starts like beating mm-hmm. himself up yes to then you know get his boss charged because he's basically just trying to get he wants to quit his job but he wants his boss to keep paying him so he like mm-hmm. beats himself up security comes in and it looks like his boss has been beating up so he gets his like severance or whatever mm-hmm. and in the book it's the same idea but he go uh the narrator goes to the hotel management that they work at and tyler is talking to the projectionist and then same idea right just yeah. kind of like happens slightly different um, but in the film and in the book, there's a line where he's like, this really reminds me of like my first fight yes. with Tyler. And it's like, yeah, cause you were fighting yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I love that that's there. Like there's all these little hints throughout. And I really like that you get that visual of, I mean, the visual of that is really cool because you're yeah. like, how, what is even happening here? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because it looks like somebody else is beating him up. Yeah. Like, truly. Like, the way his body is moving. Yeah. Um, right? <laughs> oh, that's so good. So, yeah. So, you get that. So, you see that happen before 
and like yeah have that comment of him saying this for some reason this makes me think of my first fight with tyler and then you get the reveal and you get like the little flashback clips of like him beating himself up in the parking lot yeah which i just thought was great and yes you're like how is this happening and then the security footage in when they're in the parking garage When he's having another fight with Tyler. It just it looks like one of those like haunting videos where like Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But either way, so like either, you know, the narrator and Tyler will say they start fighting each other and then it kinda like keeps growing from there and obviously like other people start watching this and that and it turns into this after hours at the bar club and the whole thing is obviously mm-hmm. first rule of fight clubs, Joe. Do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Um, which is kind of funny because, like, it's one of those things where, like, it's clearly said twice to, like, have it in your brain so that then you do talk about it. But then right. also, especially in regards to the film, it was kind of a, like, don't spoil it for other people. Right. Um, but it turns to this whole thing. And so, like, in the book or the movie, like, after, you know, at this point, and, like, there's rules, obviously, you know, like, if it's just your first time there, you have to fight. If someone says stop, you stop. So I guess mm-hmm. it's somewhat humane. <laughs> um, despite having your face, yeah. like, bashed into bashed concrete. In. Um, <laughs> but then it's it's a sort of, it's creating this, like, camaraderie of, like, you know, so then you're, like, at the grocery store the next day, and you see the cashier with, like, a bloody nose, and mm-hmm. you just kind of give, like, the subtle nod, because, like, you don't say anything, but, like, you know that he knows that you know that you know yeah and and then at some point it kind of keeps growing and then it turns into like clearly there's like separate groups happening mm-hmm. again yeah like one every night <laughs> even just like trying to like if you're like trying to explain and this is a whole thing like definitely marketing for the movie and i feel like maybe for the book although like, sometimes it's easier for like books like this to kind of come out because i don't know literally because it's not visual i think so like, people aren't right. seeing it um, but but then Tyler's making soap. So these guys are fighting, and then they make soap. Uh, <laughs> so funny! It's just like so you learn a lot about making soap. Yep. Which then turns into like Project Mayhem, which like we know exists because at the beginning it's like a flash forward. Mm-hmm. But then like they've created this entire like army of people who are like doing these like prankster crimes, Causing mayhem, mayhem, and like. Then they're blowing stuff up because, like, if you make, if you can make soap, basically you can make a bomb. And you're just like, what is right. happening? Yeah. Yep. Like, <laughs> I can't even just imagine being Marla. Like, <laughs> right? Because eventually, like, because they have this, like, random old beat down house in the middle of nowhere that's, like, the Paper Street Soap Company where they, like, make soap because he, like, sells it to, like, high end boutiques or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is the, the, supposed to be the funny thing because. In the book, it's it starts off like, what do you, again, I don't know. <laughs> right. And as I said before, this is one of the tamer Palinite so books. So funny. <laughs> so, like, Marla has her mom's... Liposuction fat. Liposuction fat in... The freezer. The freezer. So then they start using that for the soap because it works better than any sort of other animal yeah fat. then i guess like animal fat yeah um and then eventually in the book they also do start like stealing it from mm-hmm. like perception surgeons and stuff factories that part is not mentioned in the movie it's just always Plants. stolen yes fat it's not marla's mom <laughs> <laughs> most things are very identical but that was not mentioned no <laughs> but then so yes because like she comes over and there's just like all these guys making soap in the house mm-hmm. but then like and then also never knowing that the narrator doesn't know that tyler is him and then like it's just i like she already seemed crazy like i feel like i would be losing my mind if i was her right <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well especially just because so like she calls the narrator at one point or he called yeah i think she called, and basically she's like odin on pills and like yes is asking him to like come watch her die but he just like has nothing what doesn't want anything to do with it so he just like leaves but so then tyler actually ends up there mm-hmm. and i can't remember in the book i know in the movie however 
he doesn't actually say anything to her in that scene. Like Brad Pitt does not speak to her in that scene. Right. Which again is one of those subtle things where you don't notice. Yeah. And then now thinking back, you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. So then you like, you never see all three of them together, right? So like- No, in, yeah, they're never in the same room. In in the movie, Brad Pitt and Ed Norton physically are never in the same place as Helena Bonham Carter. Mm-hmm. And then in the book, it's the same idea. It's just like, so like she's in a relationship with them. <laughs> yep. And, but just like, oh, it's just so crazy. It really is. Well, and it's so funny at the end um, when he's starting to realize what's been going on this entire time and that Tyler is not real, but Tyler is him. Um, and he's trying to, like, first he's trying to find Tyler. And yes. he keeps going around to, like, all the Fight Club and Project Mayhem people being like, have you seen Tyler? Durden? Like, do you know where he is? Yeah, where can I find him? Just fully to interrupt. There's a point in the book and in the movie where all of a sudden Tyler is gone. Yes, that's right. And so, he, yeah, he's trying to, like, find everyone. So then, yes, sorry, continue. Yeah. He's talking to everyone in Project yeah. Mayhem. So he's talking to Well, it's so funny, too, because when he's talking to Marla about it, <laughs> right, she comes over, and he's like, Tyler's, like, not here. Tyler's gone. And she obviously just thinks he's being a weirdo talking yeah. in the third person. And she's like, okay, whatever, bye. Like, you're just trying to get rid of me. But everybody else, because they're all in this weird little, like, cult situation oh, yeah. by this point, um, they all just think that he's testing them. Right? Because they're like, is this a test? Or they'll be like, no, I haven't seen Tyler. And then, like, wink at him. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Well, and because it's the same thing. It's the whole, like, you know, the first real Project Mayhem is you do not ask questions. You know, this real Project Mayhem, you you know, whatever Tyler said, blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, ah. (laughs) Well, and then there's the part where he gets, um, he goes to, because he starts to, once he realizes that um, Tyler is himself and that he's doing, like, crazy destructive things um and starts to piece together like the buildings that are going to be bombed Mm -hmm. and so he goes to the police to like report it all and he has all the information because all the information was at the house um and then the i guess the the primary detective or whoever that he's talking to goes to leave and look into some of it Mm -hmm. um and then it turns out the four four other cops three other cops yeah the many other cops um, after that guy leaves are all part of Project Mayhem and they're, they're like he kept keeps trying to be like okay this is a direct order like mm-hmm. I'm Tyler whatever and he's like oh yeah they, they're like yeah you said you'd say that you said yeah. you'd say that you said you'd say all that and he's like damn it <laughs> well because and in in the book he's with he's just with some of the Project Mayhem people yes and then like cops show up and he's like oh thank god and then they're like so guys have you guys already cut his balls off so like they're also it's the same idea right yeah. we're like they're in and out and you could just tell he's just like oh my god yeah mm. but then yeah then i love so where he's finally talking to um i think it's a bartender in both and it's just like the guy's like no like you were you were here last week because he kept saying like mr dirt and he's like oh yes. haha. he's like no, no no like you were here last week and the narrator's like what yeah Ah. well and then he ends up calling marla to ask too right to be like are we sleeping together and she's like what are you talking about yeah (laughs) like again she's like did we have sex or did we make love and he's like what is happening and he's trying and then she finally calls him tyler and he's like oh shit (laughs) yes what is tyler durden tyler durden tyler durden Ah. yep so funny yeah. it's definitely one of those like there are not too many films or stories out there that i think you need to go into fully spoiler free but this is one of them yeah you know what i mean like for the most part i think that some spoilers is just like whatever mm-hmm. it's fine but there are certain ones that i'm like no no you really shouldn't know what's going on here before you go into this the yeah. first time <laughs> And, and I love things like this, too, because they're fun to watch a second time. Yeah. Because you're then picking up on everything you didn't pick up the first time around. Well, and that's what I found, like, even reading the book, too. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I read, well, I read half of it first, and then I watched the movie, and then I finished nice. the second half. Um, which actually kind of worked really well with just the, like, 
because reading I was like I think this is exactly like the movie and then I was watching I'm like this is exactly like the book and then to the end to see you know like a couple of differences but also just again it was mostly just like stuff was slightly shifted around Mm -hmm. um but yeah because like even just on the book like you see those like even for you right like yeah you hadn't read the book but you'd seen the movie even if it had been a long time like you still were able to like find those seeds kind of planted yeah for sure um and it's very different than epic spoilers for anyone who has not watched the sixth sense (laughs) we're like that's a movie where you go back and watch it and it's because (laughs) he's dead um yes the the like choreography of it is you could physically take bruce willis out of the scene and nothing else physically would change like right this stuff is in the same place the people still walk in the same place so that that's where you get the like whoa mm-hmm. like when you like kind of flash back to it but here because he's having a bit more of a mental break yes and even like tyler kind of explains like sometimes you're watching me mm-hmm. but sometimes it's you like even though you're the one giving the like you know like tyler jordan's giving yeah. a speech but really it's the narrator but like because his head is splintered and he's like dissociating like he's watching the thing so like you get a couple of those things where like you know you said where like you come back and you we see the fights where it's like actually just him mm-hmm. but it's it's almost well, like cause sometimes it's him and tyler and he's aware of what's happening even if he's not aware that he's the one doing it yeah um but then he also has the blackout periods where he's tyler and doesn't know any of that's happening yeah yeah well, and just, and just in that way of, like, like for those two films, like, it works really well. So, like, with Sixth Sense, it's, like, an actual, like, physical thing where, like, if he was removed, it would be the same. Mm-hmm. But here, like, we can't tell because... Right. Because he can't tell. Right. Exactly. He is this... It's this, a separate person, and it's not like you can go back and watch it again for the first half and, like, if you just, like, removed Brad Pitt, it would be, like, it wouldn't, right? Because it's not... Mm-hmm. He's having this hallucinate hallucination and it really just it sucks the viewer in more yeah for sure in the same way but like because like they're you know the style is different yeah yeah it's just good yeah there's a line in the book too that i bookmarked where um i think because he never sees marla and tyler at the same time he says uh i think i'm I'm starting to think marla and tyler are the same person yeah and you're like oh (laughs) <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, there's a few, like, like random little... you're so close. Yeah. <laughs> you're not entirely off base here, but... Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's yeah, so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then in the book and the movie, like, he ends up at the top of a building that Project Mayhem is going to explode, so that then it mm-hmm. crashes onto another building and destroys and mayhem. Um, yeah. But Tyler is like has a gun in his mouth, and then that's kind of like because at this point he's realized that like Tyler is him, he shoots himself. Mm-hmm. But like, it's kind of fine for a hot second. <laughs> um, yeah. In the movie, he's able to like talk for a while. <laughs> and you're like. Mm. You're like, mm, I don't think so. <laughs> At least in the book, it's like, okay, you survived this, but like, there was severe damage. Yeah. Um, because he like shoots at his cheek more than mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah. When I, I think like in the movie, it was kind of more of a reference to. So in the book, because he's constantly doing Fight Club and like losing mm-hmm. teeth and this and that, he has like a permanent hole in yes. his cheek that's just like this gaping, gross hole. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, there's, the, you know, where his boss is like, how do you drink coffee? Oh, I just, like, put my finger over it to, like, cover the hole. And, like, it's because it just, like, won't heal at this point. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of is, like, a throwback to that where, like. Totally. In the movie, the shot kills Tyler. Sorry. You know, yes. As much as you can kill a hallucination, I guess. Um, but then, like, it has this thing on his um, Probably face. he just damaged the part of his brain that was causing the hallucination. Yeah. Uh, and then, like, the iconic, he's, like, standing there holding hands with Marla as, like, the building is crashing down and the song plays and mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. <laughs> yep. 
we've not really, I mean, okay, so we haven't really, like, normally I feel like we, like, go very chronological story, but that's just not how this is. Yeah, no. And I mean, I guess it's kind yeah. of a chronological story, but, like, it's also kind of not. Yeah, it's just kind you of, You know, like, because it does begin at the end. Like, yeah. the first scene in both the movie and the book are yeah. that end scene. Yeah. Um, what other, do you have other quotes from the book or things that you liked about the book? Or um, I didn't have any. I mean, I did really enjoy the book. Um, my Kobo is sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me while I wake it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just, I, I liked the style. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, I can see that of being, like, the minimalist prose, but it doesn't feel minimalist. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's just, it had, like, it just... It's so engaging. Like, it was just, like, this person is mm-hmm. talking directly to me. Like, I'm... You feel involved. Like, I wasn't, like, watching. Mm-hmm. Okay, bad example, because we're talking about a film and a book. But, like, you know when you read a book and you, it's as if you're, like, seeing it? But this was, like, you are more in it because the narrator is mm-hmm. talking directly to you. Um, oh, yeah, I had the one you said, too, about... I never see them together. <laughs> yeah. Um... I can't even remember, like, it must have been, I don't even know who said this one, but it was, you're the corpse in an English murder mystery. I can't remember if that was the narrator saying that to Marla or Marla saying that to the narrator. It must have been Marla saying it to the narrator. Cause That's it's, so I funny. Written quotations. Um, and yeah, so much of, like, the descriptions of Marla, because, like, another one that I have was, the color of Marla's brown eyes is like an animal that has been heated in a furnace and dropped into cold water. <laughs> they call that vulcanized or galvanized or tempered. It's like, man, that's good. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, like, the big quote of the book that kind of, like, comes up here and there is there are a lot of things we don't, um, that we don't want to know about the people that we love. I think mm-hmm. that one comes up again later. And you're like, oh. Oh. Yeah. Um, man, we never even talked about how they do bad things when they're waiters. <laughs> Oh, God, yeah. Mostly because I was slightly horrified. Uh, yeah, I've definitely done, you know, decaf when they wanted caffeinated. Um, right. But nothing involving any bodily fluids. No, no. Like, I've definitely under-poured wine, and I've definitely, <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe not steamed a cappuccino as hot as I could have, or vice versa, if they ask for it extra hot. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you want this extra hot? Oh, it's going to be. It's going to be so hot, it could give you second-degree burns. Yes. <laughs> Only if they're dicks about it. <laughs> totally. Um, <laughs> that's why it was so funny in the addendum, like, Chuck Palahniuk was talking to someone or a waiter or whatever, <laughs> and the guy was like, he, because he served, oh, like, yes. what did he say? Um, yeah, like, Margaret Thatcher, Margaret has, Thatcher? Yeah, <laughs> Margaret Thatcher has... Ate my cum no less than five times mm-hmm, or something, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh my god!" Oh god. <laughs> to be fair, Margaret Thatcher deserves it. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's gross. It's gross. It's really gross. Yeah. Um. What else do I have? What else do I have? Yeah, I don't know if I had anything else. I just like I was really fun to to read it for the first time and to watch it again because it had been so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for the, like, as you were saying, like for the most part, almost everything happens exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it, you know, moves around a little bit. The only big difference again was like, they, they weren't using Marla's uh, mom's yeah. liposuction collagen. <laughs> Um, and then, like, a little bit of a switch up with some of, like, the office managers. And I think that was more just, like, a to keep characters contained. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, some of it was just, I think, simplified uh, yeah. for the sake of... I mean, it's already over two hours long, the film, so... Yeah. I know, when I went to start it, I was like, really? I forgot. I know, right? Two hours and 19 minutes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but, all, yeah, like, a lot of the really good scenes, like, even, like when they go into the convenience store and they're like 
threatening to kill the convenience store guy, but really they're just, like, stealing his mm-hmm. driver's license, and they he wanted to be a vet, and it's a whole, like, you know, if you're not becoming a vet in six months, we're going to kill you, whatever, like, that happened in both. I, I always mm-hmm. like that scene. I don't know why. I, it's not really a scene to like, but it's just, you know. <laughs> it just works well because it really gives you, in the movie, like, the dynamic of Tyler and the narrator. Yes. Whereas in the book, it's actually just the narrator, I think. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Honestly, they're so close that I would have a hard time telling you which was which. Well, and, and because it's the, like, it's, it makes it, it's slightly more like in the movie, like, because there's the car crash, and then, like, mm-hmm. oh, Tyler's gone. But, like, in the book, because it's slightly rejigged, it's more just kind of like, oh, Tyler's gone, and he's trying to find them, and, like, mm-hmm the convenience store thing with like trying to get the licenses for everyone was like one of the homework assignments and like, yeah, either way it was good. Yeah. Um, random trivia supposedly. And I really looked this time. There's supposed to be like a Starbucks cup in every shot. What? I know. And like, cause and this is something that I remember everyone talking about like back in the day and Starbucks was totally fine with it. And, like, they even, like, mentioned Starbucks or whatever. The only thing they didn't let them do is, in the movie, is, like, you know, when, like, the ball falls oh, and yeah, it, like, when they crashes into this, the coffee store. The chain, they, like, yeah. made up that chain coffee store because they Starbucks said they couldn't do that, but everything else was fine. Okay. I, I wondered about that actually when, because I did notice a Starbucks thing at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Um, and I did wonder about why I was expecting it to be a Starbucks when, yeah. when that scene happened. Yeah, no, yeah, that was one of the, like, few things that they were like, mm, no. That's fair. Um, <laughs> uh, one awful yet interesting, um, like, tidbit trivias. Um, so in the book, when Marla and Tyler first have sex, mm-hmm. she, I, Marla, oh my god, she is a complicated woman. Um <laughs> She says, I want to have your abortion. Oh, yes. <laughs> when I was reading it, I, like, completely forgot. And I was like, oh, right. Um, but so the producer, uh, like, one of the pre- presidents of, like, the production, like, way up there was like, absolutely not. <laughs> and, but so, so Fincher agreed, saying he will absolutely change it as long as the new line, you promise that the new line can't be, like, won't be cut. And then obviously because of that line, she was like, okay, fine. But then that's, so in the movie it got turned to, I haven't been fucked like that since grade school. Oh, right. So of course then she was like, she was even more mad. And he was like, well, sorry, like you said. <laughs> so he like, so he refused to change it because that was technically part of the deal. And you're like, oh that's... God. Yikes. Oh man, oh man, oh man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these are messed up people. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, like, this is definitely one of my favorite, like, pairings. Because, it, yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. Like, they're, and again, like, it's one of those things you're like, oh, if they're so exactly the same, like, why would you want to read the book and watch the movie? Like, because it's... It's still... Di- like, it's still... It's a different medium. And, it's, like, just to, like... Yeah, exactly. Compared and everything. Like, it's just so good. Mm-hmm. Man, shout out to all of these people. Yeah, totally. I'm so curious about that Starbucks cup thing now. Um, oh, yeah, I was in here somewhere. I was flipping, but I scrolled past it to get to my awful quote situation. <laughs> well, and then, oh, yeah, and that same producer was really mad because, like, in the movie where one of the times when Tyler and Marla are having sex, he comes out with a rubber glove on. And apparently she was, like, be, like, super horrified. But, like, everyone in the test screenings laughed so hard, so they just, like, left it. Uh. Like, Oh dear! I'm trying to see if I can find that Starbucks. Thing. I, I obviously like I was flipping around and reading stuff everywhere. So, um, but there's definitely something about Starbucks. Cause I, and I was like halfway through, and then I started watch, looking again, being like, I don't see any Starbucks. Oh yeah, Courtney Love and Winona Ryder were like being considered. Crazy. I mean, I can see that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like those make sense. Mm-hmm. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, that's a strange one. I'm not going to lie. Oh, no, that's what it was. They had pit the 
studio had picked Witherspoon because she was a bigger name at that point. I got it back. Uh, okay. She was a bigger point, but she turned it down because it was too dark. Mm. And then it went to um, Bottom Carter. Wild. Um, well, even there's, there's cool stuff like that one scene where, um, at the like at the beginning, ish, where Tyler and the narrator are in the bar. That's all cut. They did like a whole bunch of different takes, so that's all cut from like completely different takes. Where like Brad Pitt stuff was all improvised, and then the other stuff. So like none of that was actually like a real conversation that was happening. Oh wow! Right, because they just kept different like right. You know, take three of Brad and take two, and then take four of yeah, 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 Brad yeah. and take seven of it. Um, but then like it all kind of works. Which then like once you figure out that like he's had this like dissociative break, then like that makes it. Mm-hmm. Kind of even more interesting. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should talk a little about Brad Pitt and Ed Norton's performances in this, sure. which are both great. Oh my god. Um, Ed Norton is, first of all, extremely good at playing someone who is unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He just is. Like, yeah. but also the way that Brad Pitt laughs oh. in this film is yeah. like unnerving. Mm-hmm. Well, he's really good at, like, I mean, I guess he's kind of a character actor. I don't know. But just, like, he gets that thing. So, like, in Ocean's Eleven, what is his name? Rusty? Or whatever. He's always mm-hmm. eating. Yes. Like, he has, like, that's a thing. Then, yes, yeah, so, like, in here, like, the laughter and just, like, the little, the way that, like, Tyler moves and stuff like that. Oh, my God. It's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. He does a really, really good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Starbucks pulled their name from the coffee shop destruction scene, but they didn't mind the director placing their products throughout the film, but didn't want their name to be destroyed in that scene, which is why it's a different one. Right. Which is why it's a made-up one. Yeah. But somewhere else, there's something about Starbucks house. <laughs> mm. um, were they? I know some things got nominated, but I can't remember if they were nominated. No, I think it was... Oh, okay. Um, Oh, just the best effects and sound editing were nominated. Okay. I That's mean, like, fair. in, like, um, other, there were other awards that they were nominated for, mm-hmm. but in regards to Oscars or, oh. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Ed Norton, for fighting himself, was nominated for an MTV Best Fight Award. <laughs> Incredible. MTV Movie Award. <laughs> Honestly, deserved. Yes. I wonder who won. <laughs> What fight would have won in 1990? I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't Brett, uh, Ed Norton fighting. That's what's happening in 1999. Oh, right. Um, so there was actually ended up being um, a Fight Club 2. It was a graphic novel. Oh. Yeah. And a Fight Club 3. What? Yeah. Okay. Totally crazy, right? Yeah, I don't even know what that would be about. Um, I don't know. I haven't really investigated, but like it's like Palinik wrote it, and like he had like okay. Um, uh, set ten years after the ending of Fight Club, the sequel is told from the strained perspective of Tyler Durden as he sits in the sub- subconscious of Sebastian. So it's actually in that Fight Club too that we learn that the narrator's name is Sebastian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he continues his dysfunctional re- relationship with Marla. Tyler reemerges to cause chaos. Classic. Um, oh my god, the Fight Club three series—they're the, all graphic novels. The two and three. Mm-hmm. Um, all the plot says is Marla Singer is about to deliver her second child, but the father isn't her husband. It's his alter ego, Tyler Durden. Now I'm oh gonna have to read all of these because <laughs> I'm gonna need to know what's going on. Oh boy. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> Wild. Oh my goodness. Man, oh man. Either way, loved it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one line where like you couldn't necessarily recommend it to everyone just because no. of the subject matter. Yeah. But it holds up surprisingly well. Yes. Yeah, I didn't really find anything in the, like in either that were cringy. Um, mm-hmm. aside from the sad fact of learning, you know how they're like the term snowflake is a whole thing now? Yes. Um, that actually came from this book. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the funny thing about Fight Club, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, I really enjoy it. I really like it. But yeah. sometimes if you meet certain people and they tell you that their favorite movie is Fight Club, like, mm-hmm. it's a red flag. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> You're like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, do you think you're Tyler Durden? Because, <laughs> right? <Awkward. laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 interesting that way, but uh, definitely worth a look at. I think. Yes. yes. So so good. Yeah. Um, as always, we love the adaptations. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna be back in two weeks with a book club book. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> the Writing Life by Annie Dillard. That's Excellent. correct. Awesome. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, writing, book about writing, which we what? said we love. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we'll see you then. Bye.